Well, good morning, Amanda. Hi. You seem happy. I'm I'm feeling feeling much happier today. Yeah. It's a yeah. new week. It's a new day. God is good and we are here. Clouds are lifting. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Decided to break out. The you wore the pink colors. on all black today. I decided to I am your sunshine. You are my You're sunshine. Because today I'm feeling a little bit like I just want to chill. Just a chill you, day. Are you Eeyore today? I am a little. No, not really. Yeah, maybe Eeyore. Because kind of like. <gasps> you know who has the best Winnie the Pooh impression? Who? Our sound engineer, Will. <gasps> oh, we're going to have to hear it. <laughs> I don't know if anybody will be able to hear him if he does it from here. Let's see. Oh, Bob. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's that so, was good. so good. Yeah. It's really good. Oh my gosh. There is a book, by the way, if anyone's heard of this, I think I need to go back and reread it. I read it when in my teen years. It was called The Tao of Pooh. And then there's The Day of Piglet. So it's about Tao. The Tao. T A O, like um, like like Buddhism. Like um, Oh, okay. I like got you. Tao and Day. Yeah. Yes. So like, I guess the T's or D's. I don't know. But um The Tao of Pooh, the Day of Piglet. Um, they're so good because it, it explains how each character um represents a part of like Buddhism and like and personality and like each character is kind of like it's it's kind of brilliant. Is it propaganda for children? No, <laughs> no. It's just talking about owl being knowledge. Like I got I'm just very joking. with the size of my family. I got very into like oh I think I'm poo oh. and my sister Trisha's it's like the knowledge. Enneagram, but with poo yes, characters. with poo characters. <laughs> I got you. Like my sister is owl because she wants to be knowledge. And then, like, uh, my little sister was Piglet, and he's just, like, coming along for the ride or whatever. Like, I'm a I, Tigger. It's, oh, yes. Tigger was my brother. I'm just going to— You kind of are Tigger. I am. Bouncy, bouncy. Yeah. I'm bouncy, 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 <laughs> full fun, of fun, fun, fun. 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 <laughs> Wonderful thing about Tigger is I'm, I'm the, the only, only one. one. Oh, I'm the only one. <laughs> I love some poo. Oh, he's always— I mean, he's good for the sad times. He's good for the happy times. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. I think I need to watch some Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Would you That's feel comforted by life. that? Yeah. I think, I think it's time for some. And the book is really small. And I have it on my shelf. I know where it is. I'm going to read it. I'm going to give it to you because you read it. Like, you'll probably read it like on the toilet in like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> probably so. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Just don't use it in the toilet because I want the book back. Um, <laughs> if I did, I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> True. If you do, just keep it and buy me a new one. Um... <laughs> so today we want to talk about something we've been wanting to talk about for a while, actually. And it's not not um, warnings about sharing books with friends. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> um, no, today we want to talk about uh, vintage electronics. It's like a thing now. Well, of course, because it's been enough time that like some people are figuring out how to make money off these now. Well, I think it's the ticky talky. Oh, is it the ticky talky? Yeah, what are they do all of it? these like was the Y two K fashion is oh, in, Y2K, and so I'm now still like. I hear that and I'm still like, oh, like there's a weird backlash still happening with Y2K. Really? I was okay until the low rise jeans. <laughs> we we <laughs> no, were I'm just trying about, to help you. It was just a trigger word now. Like Y2K was like something that for two years we heard like, whoa, you know, like electronics are going to crash. Everything's going to, mm -hmm. every computer in the world, everything's going to. I don't remember. Gonna, like, eh. I remember like the, like talking heads on TV talking about it. But like, I don't remember anybody in my life actually being super afraid. You were too young. I was, let's see, how old was I? Eighth grade? Ninth grade? I was afraid. I sat on a beach in Miami watching the sunrise on the morning of January 1st, and you were 2000. Afraid. Just going, well, if this is where it ends, this is a great spot. <laughs> <laughs> I was in my friend's driveway in Helena, Alabama. Nice. It was really not an impressive New Year <laughs> night. We had fun, but we just 
we're there. Yeah. And yeah, I woke up the next morning. I was still able to call my dad. So I was like, okay, cool. World's great. Yeah. Nothing changed. No, I know. I was like on a beach with my family and my boyfriend. My family followed along. I was just supposed to be there with my boyfriend. So they kind of ruined it. Um, but I'm glad they were because, you know, there was this whole like, the world's going to end thing. And uh, we're sitting on the beach and the sun rises on the first day of the new millennium. And it was just, uh, and I was hosting a party with Perry Farrell. Who's Perry so that was, He is the lead singer of Jane's Addiction and Porno for Pirates. Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. we were hosting we were hosting a little party in Miami. Well, the funny part about the Tiki Talkie and all of these people thinking that it's awesome to revisit the year 2000 is um, they keep Let's pulling see. out all of the antique electronics. Let's see. So, okay, what do we got here? Okay, so... You've brought of, the whole collection. I brought a collection. I hope you guys are watching this on YouTube. Between me and um, our assistant, Jen, we had quite the variety. So this is like the good oh old gosh. classic flip phone. So this reminds me of, this is Samsung, but it reminds me of, there was a Motorola one that I had. Yes. And, and the Nextel, and it, beep, beep. Nextel. And it had the, yeah, it had a walkie-talkie. Yep. And at first it was just regional, and then it became nationwide. Oh, yes. And Mark and I, so I had, get this, this is, <laughs> this is how fancy I was in Hollywood. I had a Motorola dealer. Like, a lot of people have drug dealers. I had a Motorola dealer. I would go to his apartment, and we'd trade out phones, and he'd get me a new SIM card, or he'd put my SIM card in the new phone, and every, like, few months, I'd get a new phone from him. And uh, when I got my new boyfriend, Mark, I uh, brought my boyfriend over to his apartment. I was like, I need my boyfriend to have a Motorola. And he was like, here you go. And then Mark got a Motorola so we could walkie-talkie each other. That's so funny. And Mark was like, going to— Like, was Motorola hard to find? No, it was just expensive and something I didn't have to pay for. So it was a nice. Like, oh, you got perk. it for free. Yeah, this was a I perk. got you. This was like a you know I found the Motorola guy, you know, and so the two things I ever took advantage of my Motorola's and my uh, Disney free Disney you know entrance and tour guides. So oh, that yeah. was always those were my my perky things. But the Motorola, what I remember too is that when it was regional, I think Mark was trying to surprise me and come into town, but I was showing someone how the walkie-talkie worked. And I pushed a little button on the side and I was like, watch, my boyfriend's not in town right now, so this won't work. And I push it and it went I through. was like, hello? Yeah, like it, like it connected. And I was like, hello? And he's like, hey. I'm like, where are you? And he's like, I just landed at LAX. I was like, no way. And so I kind of blew the surprise. Oh, that's still fun though. Yeah, but then nationwide, it was fun because it was like easier than even texting because oh. you'd be in the grocery store and be like, can you grab the eggs while you're over there? You know? I kind of miss the, the walkie-talkie part of it. It was pretty cool. It's super easy. And but then everyone tried to say Marco Polo is like that. And no, it's, it's not. not. Really. No, it's not. But it it was a little annoying when people couldn't get in touch with you. Like if you didn't answer, they're like, beep, beep. Oh, yeah. And they yeah, would yeah, just yeah. keep trying. And they keep trying. And there was no or way to worse, turn that off. they would turn the alert on. Oh, yeah. <sighs> it's like, like a fire alarm going off. Like yeah, mine like, was last night in my house. Beep. Yeah. Uh, so this is one of my favorites right here. You ready for this? Let me see. It goes, boom. So this is like a BlackBerry. It's like a wannabe BlackBerry. I had what the BlackBerry. What is the brand? I don't know. Wait, wait. Hold on. Putting on the glasses. This one does see. it too. Oh, it's a Verizon. This one is kind of more like a sidekick, but it's not a okay, sidekick. Okay, so I had a sidekick. Let me see. Does it swing around? No. Oh, it just slides up. It just up. slides up. Gosh, it's so funny. I never had a, like a slide up. I guess I had a BlackBerry, but the but the keyboard was permanent. The Yes. The, right? Yeah, the BlackBerry. What so was that called? This, for those people at home, is it just had like, a little oh, it's got a good camera on the back, it looks like. A good camera. It's, Do you know what these pictures look like? <laughs> it looks pretty decent, though. It's got a... Our, if you go back and look at my Facebook page, not even my Instagram, my Facebook, you will see pictures from my BlackBerry. Oh. Uh, it's probably like one of the first things I ever uploaded, probably circa 2007, I bet. <laughs> 
And they are the blurriest. Okay, can I tell you most something? Most pixelated images you've ever seen. Your children were born in the day and age of Apple Products. phones. Yes. Um, my second son was born right after or right before or right around the same exact time, I think, as Apple phones came out. We only had iPod. I don't give me that. You're making so much noise. <laughs> She's it's sliding ASMR. open the phone and pushing buttons. You forget this is a podcast. Uh, my favorite thing. <laughs> when you would hang up on people. slamming it. <laughs> so you missed the days of like the hardcore. Oh, it's got an antenna. Let me see. Ah! Is it plastic though? It's plastic. It's a plastic antenna. I actually ripped a tooth out with one of these ones. I did. I swear to God. True story. Just left Jay Leno uh, tonight show. Went to call my friends, went like Pull this, and a tooth popped out. Thank God it didn't happen on the way yeah. to Jay Leno. Was it a real tooth? <laughs> no, it was not. A okay, tooth. good. <laughs> I was going to say, that would be painful. It was a flipper at the time. Oh, nice. Okay. became a permanent tooth. But Yeah, because you would just <laughs> Yeah, I would pull, you'd pull the antenna because you thought it helped. I can't imagine that little plastic piece of crap did anything. Well, I think there's like a spring inside of yeah, it, right? Yeah, sure. No, I doubt there's anything. I'm going to take it apart. I think it's just that okay, people so thought you needed antennas. Okay, so you're telling a story about... Yeah, what was I telling uh, Brady. <laughs> oh, so Brady was born. Apple phones came out. But before that, everything with Mason, like learning to walk, even Brady learning to walk, is all on a flip phone camera. What Aww. the hell? Did you just take the phone apart? Yeah, I did. Let me see. I wanted to know what was in it. So it is metal. Only at the very, very bottom. No, I think up there's metal, too. No, that's not metal. That is a piece of crappy plastic. And just this piece of metal comes into this. Well, then that's, casing. Well, so like the there's a okay. So people, there's like a Q-tip on the top that's plastic, <laughs> and you pull it up, and the only thing that's metal is at the very bottom, and that little bit comes up higher well, on the phone. Maybe it got your reception better, and it oh, probably kept just, your brain from getting scrambled, like no, you know, by placebo. all the waves. I don't like, think so. I think now. it's placebo. I think it was just to make you feel better. <laughs> I think it's just crap. I think they didn't know what they were doing, and people were used to pulling up antennas on their cars and their. Uh, I wish we had a Nokia. To show. What is this one? This is LG, Verizon. This, this is, is a Samsung. A, this has got a keyboard you that slides out. You can't even push the buttons because this was the protective covers we had back then. It was like leather and this clear oh, yeah, yeah, plastic yeah. that is now like so hard. Well, that's that, the only way you could decorate your phone. Well, and you had to keep it protected because if it got dropped or if it got wet at all. Unless you had like the Motorola was made as like a construction one. The so next that was, tell. Mine was yeah. legitimately yellow. It was like oh, it was? bright yellow and it was covered in rubber. You could run over it with a car yeah. and that thing would not break. Yeah, that, that was good stuff. It was made for construction. It's kind of like the early washing machines that like I still have an old dryer and that works better than any new dryer. Do you know how much money we can make selling these to teenagers right now? We should probably put these in our merch store. Do you think so? Like they're kind of, <laughs> they're useless though. I mean, look, here, look, with the with the keyboard, remember how fancy this was? So before you got the keyboard, look, when you just had a phone like that. Hip holster. Let me see the flip phone real fast. <laughs> Look, when you when you use this, I mean, you could kind of move things around on the screen a little bit. There was a little bit of a cursor, a menu button and a back button, a call and a hang up and then all the numbers. And you had to, you know, this is the phone I got my kids when they first started. This is what my kids are going to get, period. Yeah, my kids got flip phones. When they move out, they can buy their own smartphone. They have to learn how to text with the three, you know, pushing oh, yeah. the button two, three times to try You're to get the letters. not even the luxury of this. No, there's no keyboard. <laughs> so my kids learned how to text on that. Brady, especially Brady kind of liked it. And he actually recently told me, he's like, I kind of miss it. Because <laughs> they can't watch YouTube, they can't do TikTok. The sidekick though, it would go. I know it was fun the way it, sw but it would the door would break sometimes. Right? I had the um, the wannabe sidekick, the T-Mobile My Touch. I think oh. that's what it was called, and I loved it so much because 
uh, the sidekick was Give not. Give me that fidgeter. <laughs> it's a very satisfying clip. I know. Um, because the sidekick was on Verizon or something like that. T-Mobile. Was it T-Mobile? Yeah. No. Yeah, T-Mobile sidekick. Then why didn't I have the sidekick? You probably did. You probably had like broke, a probably. junior version of it. No, it was maybe. called a My Touch, but it, it did the same thing. Like the sidekick. Yeah. And I just remember thinking it was the most awesome thing ever. Mm. And that's what led to my downfall into that um, iPhone world, though, was I went on a trip to New Orleans. I had my My Touch. There's also pictures uploaded from that <laughs> on my Facebook. If you ever do I mean, it's all you dive. had if you didn't have, you know, a real camera with you. But we went to New Orleans and we were outside of Cafe Du Monde. I remember this so vividly. It was so traumatizing. I sat my phone down next to me on the bench for like a split second. Because I was going through my bag looking for something. And when I went to pick it up, it was gone. Oh. It had been stolen. Well, that is not Never the kind of place you want to put returned. anything down for a, even a slight second. It was sad. Well, so when so I had I the Motorola, the Nextel pager thingy as my flip phone plus, you know, walkie-talkie, I also had the Skytel pager, which was kind of like one of these. It was, a, But it pager. was like a little, yeah, it looked like a little clamshell. It was kind of almost like a tiny rectangle, almost square. Yeah. And you would flip the top up and there would be a little screen and you would type. So Mark and I would send little love notes. I, at some point, printed out the ones he sent me. Somehow I was able to like either transfer them or I typed them again or something to save some of them. Because all of our first romances are on this on the Skytel pager. So then when when something like this came out, when the oh when the when the when the sidekick came out, I no longer needed two devices. Now I just needed one. I have my phone in the front and fling it open and there's my keyboard, right? So now I could text and call. But that's I mean, and maybe you could play like one game like a Tetris type Snake. game or something. Yeah, something. That right? was well, that was on Nokia. I think it was on everything pretty much. But Yeah, there were just like a few games you could play like and see then this little thing right here. It would hook onto your belt hook. Oh, yeah. You could hook your phone on so your you belt. So you could, ha well, with a flip phone, you'd, you'd put it in your like pocket and, or on your waistband, <laughs> and you would like, hang on, I'll show you. This is how we'd wear it. Oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah. Or like, you could do it up here. Oh, yeah, on your shirt. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. you don't know that you're like getting like cancer from that I'm thing sure being like all attached the to your body. Um, Wait, give me the, okay, let's talk iPods. <laughs> okay. So Early this, Apple. I'm pretty sure on eBay, this thing is probably going for a small fork. Really? Because it it's looks an like original. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, look at how giant this thing is. You would look like crap too if you'd lived in my garage look for like 25 years. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> no, okay, so let's talk about with this. Okay, so guys, we're looking at like a thick, it's almost as wide as it is And long. how many, how, how much storage does that one have? How do you know? It does says it say on, on the back. back? 40 gig. Yeah. And that was like huge. <laughs> 40 gig. So when it says on the back, the Logan show. <laughs> yeah, That was so, the brain's original. So remember how, iPod. okay, so you got a little screen and then you have four buttons. That's the back menu, play, pause, and forward. Then you have the circle with the dot in the middle. So you remember you have to scroll by yeah. like swinging oh, your finger. Oh, it was such satisfying. No, it wasn't. It never moved the way you wanted oh, it. Oh, I loved that. Oh, I thought it was such a piece I of I thought crap. it was so cool. I thought it was such a, and I was so against And then over here... With the next iteration of it, I don't even know what number this well, is. Well, this one, I guess there's off and on because that's weird because yeah. I thought Steve Jobs never liked, you know, he, there's a whole thing about him not having an off and on button because he was afraid of death. So there was this whole thing about him not, which is just ironic because he didn't get, you know, the help oh, he needed when he bad. needed it when he was, when he got sick. But he- take it darky or- Oh, it's hold. I think it's hold. Sorry. But they're. Um, I think it's a, yeah. They're a lock a button, so yeah, they like move hold. in your pocket, right? Oh, that's what it is. So you couldn't scroll the thingamajiggy. I think with to the turn music. it off, you had to hold down. 
Yeah, he always had a code for you to turn, like even yeah. our iPhones now, like you can't turn them off. Like Steve Jobs would not allow something to be turned off. Like he was afraid of things being just off. I don't remember so much of this. Um, this Look, one the, had the clickable button. This has like two portals for, this old school one has two portals for the um It had the two headphones. prong headphone. Oh, it was one headphone that has two prongs? Yeah, I think it went in both holes, right? But like one's like rectangular and one's circular. Yeah, I think that, that was a thing because it had its own special headphones. Is that right? No, wait, yes, it is. There's a something here. And then on the bottom, remember the wide? Oh, Mark and I got the wide so charging port mad that when with Apple the little switched, needles, it would always flare, and you'd have to get a new one. But the thing is, every hotel room in America, because this was also the had way the, the base, first, yes. yeah, the base. <laughs> so every hotel room in America would get that, the and I-home. everything was like, yeah. And then they went, they switched to that little lightning charger and it was like, are you freaking kidding me? Are every five years, are you going to switch something and we have to get rid of all of our stuff? Well, and start now it's again? been like 10 and they're going to do it again. They're all going they're to gonna USB-C. Yeah. Yeah. So these. Let me see that. One. Are treasures. Yeah. And I don't know if this is actually like part of the trend. I'm pretty sure it's mostly phones that I've seen and digital cameras are coming oh, so back. This one has less gig than that. Well, that one was thicker. Hold on. Now I'm looking yeah, at this the, was a uh, 40, the newer version of the iPod. But that 30 actually held more. Because they, oh, because the songs probably were smaller. Because they probably made yeah, the, they made the, the files smaller. smaller. Yeah, but this one, the scrolly button is also like a toggle button, so you still have the middle button. I just want to button. turn this on so I can like touch and hear the little sound that it no, made. See, I, write, I like this one. Listen, I like, I like that buttons, one too. Real but this one, there's like there was like a noise to it that I loved. <laughs> I think you can still. It's that click sound you can still get on your iPhone if you want it, right? Yeah, I think you can still get it. Oh man. I oh, really got to find a charger for this because this has the greatest playlist of all time on it. I think you can. Uh, you know what? I bet you I have one. <laughs> I will bring the charger. You bring the iPod. I'm going we'll to leave it here. You're going to bring it and then we'll we'll play some tunes. At for my people. birthday party. Let's play that. Whatever you have on that. So iPod. young people, here's what you need to know. If you're going to go after some of these old pieces of technology, don't expect to be impressed by what we had. <laughs> um, also well there's a reason why it's been upgraded you don't want to wear low rise jeans nobody looks good in those they're not flat yeah we didn't yeah even back also, then even it's just our weird abs were held to lesser standards it's just standards. weird because you're wondering how far down the pubes are actually because it's like so low <laughs> I like vividly recall having a pair of jeans where the zipper like the fly was an inch long right above your yeah. Pube line. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wonder, even Britney Spears like still wears them the word, in her 40s. No, I mean, I can't think of what else do you want me to say. The fuzzies? Like, <laughs> but, um, like, even Britney these days still wears, like, the low cut. She's always, like, on her Instagram with, like, the really low, low, low. And I'm like, holy mackerel, you're shaving close. Because she is in that mindset. She's still there. She's still in the She's living the Y2K. 19. She's still using that iPod. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, just let me go ahead and tell you what happens when you wear those pants, especially when you wear them to school. Uh oh. You're going to sit down in your desk that has a big open spot in the back because they all do. It's in the right spot for your. And you are going to have what we like to refer to as butt cleavage. Yes. The whole world is going to know how long your crack is. And this is why we had to get tramp stamps back then. Yes. And if you have (laughs) an abnormally long booty crack. I do. Everyone gonna know. Mine goes to the middle of my back. Are you kidding? No, like goes all the way to my middle of my back. So I have the biggest booty crack you've long ever seen. Long live the high rise jeans. <laughs> <laughs> you do not want to see me. In, although, yeah, oh, well, I did wear them. I wore them a lot. <laughs> oh, I'm sure everyone did. And of course, you had your coordinating whale tail thong <laughs> because 
your t-shirt was going to only cover this much. Well, showing bras was a big thing, like having the right color bra to go with your shirt so that you could see the straps or, yeah. I will never forget the controversy the first time. I'm trying to think of, like, what age girls started, like, wearing the low-rise jeans and the thongs and the, like, Uh, it was probably eighth or ninth grade. We wearing them in, like, 94. Four, I would say it's like 96. Well, I, that would be too young for me because that would have been like fifth and sixth grade for me. But you probably, maybe you weren't wearing them when they first. No, no, no. But you were like, also in Alabama. I'm trying so to think of like what age years. the girls started wearing. It had to have been in middle school, which I don't know. Like I will cross that bridge one yeah. day maybe. Oh, your girls. No, I don't know that it would come back in. I mean, I, th- I think that your girls might skip that. If it's in now, it should go out. Mom jeans will be back in by the time they're in middle school. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, you skip these, like, 10 years. Like, it's not a full generation, but That's, it's, like, a 10-year thing. I just have the hardest time, like, conceptualizing how I would allow my daughter to wear certain things. Like, my parents were very good about, like, if you want to try it, you can try it, but you're not going to be immodest. Have we talked about this, like, what your rules were? Like, my rules growing up was I was not allowed to wear black. Yeah, you've told us that. Yeah, I was not allowed because it was, like, it was a color that you wore to a funeral. So my little girls are not going to wear black. Um, I'm trying to think. What else wasn't I allowed to wear? I, my parents were more of like, and honestly, they weren't even that strict about things like that. Like, well, my mom used to got, dress me up and take me to clubs when I was 16. So we, I would wear go-go boots. You didn't have any issues hot there. pants. Yeah. I was wearing hot pants, bra tops. And then that's why when I did the movie, Drive Me Crazy, I was in like a bra top for half that movie. Like a bra top and jeans or no, like capris for the first part of the movie. They had built me this red bra top and that's what I wear around school for the beginning of the movie <laughs> so realistic I look at it and I'm like it's weird only in in Hollywood of course or Malibu they do that Malibu my sisters do would they? run around in their bikinis in Malibu and just throw a cover up at over school it. yeah because then they just run to the beach afterwards or at lunch they're like literally across the street from Malibu high I can't imagine what that life is like no it's we hashtag beach life we would get in trouble at school if our our what do you call them? Shoulders? Straps couldn't be more. They couldn't be less than three fingers wide. So no spaghetti mm. straps or tank tops. Really? Um, and is this public school? Yeah. Wow. And our skirts and shorts could be no shorter than a credit card length above your knee. Oh, do they walk around with? Do you know how impossible that is when you're <laughs> six feet tall? <laughs> you're gonna have to add some fabric on. Here. That's. Honestly, I think to this day, that is why until adulthood, I never wore shorts. Yeah. Unless it was like for a sport where yeah. they were like issued to me. Oh, well, let's talk about never wore shorts. Like field hockey or even uh, private school skirts and stuff are so short. These girls need to be wearing leggings. You know what I found it's out? distracting. Our kids go to a private school. And at our lower school, which is elementary school, the dress code is the three inch rule. Like mm. what I had. Do you know what it is at the high school? I'm afraid. It's pretty Seven. high. Yeah, I was going to say, I've seen some, like, the what? girls, like, when they're getting out of the car, reaching the car for their backpack, and you can see booty. It's like, I don't think it's I appropriate. Can't. I don't understand. No. Like, I'm like I don't think three need... isn't, I think that's But the girls aren't allowed to wear pants either, which makes me crazy. Oh, really? No. I didn't know that. I think they should be allowed. Girl, watch me. <laughs> when your girls get up there, they're going to be wearing pants. They're going to be wearing whatever they want to wear, as long as it's tasteful. Um, well, let's talk about, so, okay, there's this other thing I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. There's two other things, especially. Um, one is, there. I saw an article the other day that, like, it's, or maybe it was on Instagram, that it, it's, it's like, in style again, or people are talking about parents sleeping in separate beds. 
or separate bedrooms, maybe even like long term. Like they yeah, like each have individual bedrooms. They're married. They just have their own space. Is it affecting their relationship? I think it's to save their relationship. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, honestly, I'm kind of like, I'm fine with it. If yeah. if you're in a healthy relationship and nothing is struggling, then why not? I mean, I wouldn't do it right now. But I, I have friends who, you know, the husband snores and he's on the couch yeah. or, you know, they're having to leave in the middle of the night anyway or someone, you know, as we get older, I think we're having more trouble with sleeping through the night and stuff like Mark and I are noticing like we wake up in the middle of the night and kind of like just stare at the ceiling. We're like, are you awake? Yeah. Are you awake? Like it's it's been happening a lot more recently, which I'm like, is this a normal thing? Is this why is this why like grandparents are always up at like 4 a.m. walking in the neighborhood <laughs> with their dog? Because I'm, I'm 10 years in the future of you. So... I can tell you the future looks good, but you might not make it through the night, like sleeping, and you might have to pee a lot more. <laughs> going or, somewhere even darker. No, you might have to. The theme of the day is. You might your. need your readers. You might need your pair of glasses. I do love my pair of glasses. Look, watch this, Freddie. Pink. Oh, look, they're light pink. Oh, now they're. Oh, look, now they're dark magenta. Not plaid. an ad, though. We do love pair. No, we love our pair. Backslash WWB. Pictures. Fifteen <laughs> percent uh, off. I think. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know your stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's some things that as we're uh, going through birthday season, we need, and I think sleeping in a different room. I'm for it. If I mean, you, old TV shows, they slept in separate beds, right? They, but they were twin was, beds, but. And apparently that was a thing for TV. It was for TV. They like it wasn't actually them. real life. Cause they didn't want them. They couldn't. They like, couldn't insinuate that they You couldn't that insinuate they that they had sex ever. God forbid. How dare they? They're married and they're in the same house. And Shameful. I'm sure there's no other, nowhere else in the house they could do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I I personally sleep better when somebody is snoring in the room with me. So the it's brain like and I noise. are a good pair for that. Agree. But I think if you were a person that doesn't get quality sleep because your partner is snoring or your partner stays up late or whatever it is, then yeah, as long as your actual relationship isn't suffering and your kids understand that that's like yeah. n- not the norm. Yeah. Like that would be my my only concern is because our kids are watching us and that's what they have to relate to when they get older and they're in their own relationships. I just don't think if I can't like reach my foot over and like feel Mark in the middle of the night. Right. I just like it freaks me out because he gets up so early in the morning sometimes and I never know if he's in bed or not. And the way he piles up the pillows, he might be there like I can see like a lump of something. And I'm like. Said him or is that pillows? And so without like reaching my lump, like lump of burning love. (laughs) And if I reach my foot over there and he's not there, it kind of freaks me out. I'm like, where'd he go? What's he doing? Is he okay? Does he need me? Should I stay in bed? How tired am I? What time is it? You know, and then all of a sudden I'm like, (laughs) all the questions. Now I'm awake. Yeah. Now I'm awake. Yep. No. And then there's the once in a while when you run into him in the bathroom, like you're like, well, I guess it's early in the morning. I'll get up and I like go to walk to the bathroom. He walks out of the bathroom and you like smash into each other. That's fun. That's when everybody starts out irritable. You're like, why are you in my way? Or you can giggle and laugh and then like, you know. No, if you get me up that early and you slam into me, you're going to get like cranky pants. Oh, no, not for me. I'm like, let's get back in bed. (laughs) (laughs) A lump, a lump of burning Burning love. love. (laughs) Wait, I think I have weird electronics Um, in my chair. No, I and I just don't sleep good. Like if Logan's out of town or out late with his friends or whatever, I don't sleep as well. With him not there. If I'm waiting for some, this is actually why I broke up with a boyfriend, because he didn't come home. I had to work the next day early. I was directing Sabrina, an episode where I think Hilda gets married, or one of them gets married, and uh, and I was yeah, it was it was Hilda. Hilda was getting married, and it was a big day, and my boyfriend wanted to go out that night, and I said, hey, would you 
please be home by like midnight because I got to be up at 4 or 5 a.m. I just, you know, want to get a good night's sleep and I'll be waiting for you. If he's like, well, what does it matter if I'm home or not? Like, what do you, you should just sleep. I'm like, yeah, but I don't, I won't. I don't. Yeah. I won't. I'll be sort of like one eye open. Is he here yet? Is he here yet? Yeah. Like just because I know it's going to happen, is it going to disrupt my sleep? And he didn't come home. And one in the morning, he's banging on uh, my bedroom window. <gasps> so I locked him out. And uh, and so I oh. screamed and yelled at him and we broke up all night long. And then I went straight to set. And like I was, mm. and that was the end of that one. Thank yeah. God, because then Mark came. I met Mark uh, three, four months later. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm glad to hear you say that because I'm the same way. And that always like bothered me that like if someone's going to walk in the room, like even if I think my kids might walk in the know. room, I'm panicked. Oh, yeah. Well, so especially like if Logan's not there and I'm like solo parenting, like I feel like I am half sleeping because yeah. I am constantly listening for the kids yeah. or the animals and making sure I lock the doors. And I like, you know, certain lights on so it looks like people are there and you know yeah well and i'll let tucker like come into bed with me just so i don't have to worry about him like wandering if i hear footsteps i know it's not tucker you know what i mean you know it's really funny when um like if logan's not there for some reason and i get a little like oh i don't like that noise i will legitimately go crawl in the bed with my son And sleeping there with him, like he's gonna protect me. Like the ten year olds got there me. There is something about that, though. Oh, just wait until they get a little bit bigger, because it is like, nice having two teenage uh, boys. Like now, I'm like, wow, I got like two teenage boys and my husband and two dogs that like you're got good. Me, but, you know, I still and honestly, like I'll still mama bear it. Like out of nobody, all business, the people but, in our house, if somebody's gonna go into like Rambo mode in our house, it's me. Yeah. So like. I don't know why I get like that, but I just, I was like, I need to be with a person. I'll just go curl. I I totally get it. There's also, well, I grew up with always sleeping with my sisters. We always had like three kids in each twin bed. Yeah. Like just jammed in there because we were all just like, I mean, we're like on top of each other, hitting each other in the face and all kinds of things. Twin magic cuteness moment. Uh, The other night, I, we have a camera still in the girls' room. It's probably about time to like take it out because they're seven, but it's still there. Has been since they were babies. So every once in a while in the middle of the night, I'll wake up and check on them. I opened it up the other night and both girls are like snuggled into like a little ball in one bed together. Aww. Oh my God. Aww. I wish they'd never grow up. They're so cute. I know, but they get, it, it changes. Like now I'm teaching Brady to drive and it's kind of nice. They got mad at me last night because I let them drive to Baskin Robbins. And I was like, sorry, you're not like, he comes down, he wouldn't have dinner with us. And then he comes downstairs and he's like, will you take me to... Can I drive you to go get ice cream? And I was like, <laughs> Can we Brady, spend really? Your money? <laughs> I was about to go to bed, but then I feel bad. And he's like, Fine, Oh, you're totally whatever. gonna do it. And I, well, the last time he guilted me into it, this time I told Mark, I'm like, um, he wants me to take him to ice cream. But and Mark's like, Hell no, he didn't even sit with us at dinner. Why would you? He hasn't talked to us. <laughs> like, why would all of a sudden you feel guilty about this? I'm like, okay. Because he's so cute. Oh, they can get really get you. They know how to God, and that one's that one especially. Brady. Oh. With his little puppy dog eyes. And he's so quiet, and he's just like, "Yes, ma'am." He, out of all your kids, I have to say, like, it, my first impression of Brady, he was so respectful. Mm. He was so, like so personable. Like the first time I ever came to your house, he answered the door. Oh yeah, and he was like, "I'm so glad you're here. Come on in." Riker's out here with the boys, and yet, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, who is this child?" <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, that's my quiet." When I was like, <laughs> "It's it's funny because someone said to me recently." I think it was someone that was on a field trip with him, and they were like, oh, he's so quiet. And I was like, um, and it's funny because I actually said the opposite. I'm like, that's because you didn't ask him the right question. <laughs> ask him about shoes. Ask him about football. Ask him about video games. I will say, I, conversationally, I don't get as much out of him as I do your other two. 
But I He's quick to give a quick answer and leave. He's quick to be charming and he's then disappear. just so stinking cute. I think he's very cute. Yeah, I'm pretty and out of all and he's just so He's sweet. got big lips he's had since the day he was born and he's got a button nose and then puppy all dog. All of your boys are like steel blue stunningly eyes. handsome. Oh, thank you. But yeah, I'm pretty sure if he like Came at me, he's like, Miss Amanda, will you take me to get ice cream? I'd be like, oh, yes, can I drive you to get ice cream? I'm and like, next week? Uh, I'm like, I'm so tired. You want, adorable I, child. I was five seconds away from going to get in my pajamas. Now you're guilting me into you wanting just to drive. Yes. Just say yes. When you can. I know, because you know what? It's time's yes. going by. I mean, I'm counting, like we've talked about many times, counting down the days till Mason leaves. Amanda, did you know Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors breathing around, get this, 30,000 gallons of air daily? I had no idea. Well, according to the EPA, indoor air could be two to five times more polluted than outdoor air. And in some cases, it could be 100 times more polluted. That's right. And can we just talk about in Nashville, especially here in the springtime, there's pollen. We're all struggling with allergies. Everything's blooming. And on top of that, in my house, I've got so many animals. We've got cats. We've got dogs. It is mass hysteria. And we're not talking Ghostbusters here. And Air Doctor has helped us so much to keep our air clean. It smells nice. It's just an all-around better situation. So what's the solution? For us, that's Air Doctor. It's an air purifier that captured the attention of established media outlets such as CNN, Money, ABC, and more. Air Doctor filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold so your lungs don't have to. Their Ultra HEPA filter that's been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested bacteria and viruses and virtually 100% of particles as small as 0.003 microns. That is tiny. They also feature the WhisperJet fan, which is so quiet. It's 30% quieter than an ordinary air purifier. And in our house, it's in the middle of our living space, and you don't even notice it. It's great. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, you just send it back for a refund. And all you have to do is pay the shipping. So head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code WWB. Depending on the model, you receive up to 39% off or up to $300 off. That's a lot, guys. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com. That's A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use promo code WWB. Oh, wait, we have one more topic I want to talk about. Okay, uh, just to add this note, though, my yeah. um, last week I was craving a sonic blast, like nothing else in the world. All I could think about Wait, was, tell me what a sonic blast is. It's, I like, it's basically sonic. like a blizzard, okay. and it's like ice cream and candy mixed together. That's Ew. it. Oh, no, Sorry. it's so good. Okay. I wanted a Reese's <laughs> Cup blast. Okay. And I thought about it for three solid days, and I'm sure I mentioned it many times. And then Friday on the way home from school, Golda, my youngest, just in her sweet little Golda voice, which is very high-pitched, she goes, Mommy, you know it sounds really good? Ice cream. (laughs) And I was like, oh, yeah? And she's like, I mean, I know you've been wanting a a blast all week. And I was like, oh, she got me. (laughs) She got you. In her tiny little voice. My kids love to say they want to go to Baskin Robbins to help me to figure out what kind of cake I want when my birthday comes around again. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Because mm. every mm. time I'm there, I'm like, oh, I want that one and I want that one because they're just pretty. They are. And I love an ice cream cake. My 40th birthday, Carvel did an ice cream cake for me. 
Because I'm a New Yorker. I'm taking Cardinal's notes. a New York thing. Taking notes. Yeah, but they wouldn't do a double tier. They'd never really done. So I, I contacted Carvel and said, would you guys do a special cake for me for my 40th? I want two two layers. And they go, we don't really do tiers, but we'll try. And then they did. So there's a really pretty picture of me and my family by a, a, a soon-to-be melting Carvel two-tier cake. Oh, <laughs> What's your favorite flavor? Well, Carvel does chocolate vanilla with the with the crunchies in between. Oh, you like the crunchies. It's the crunchies in between, which I think Baskaramas does one like that too now. But Carvel ah. did my 40th and it was so special because like growing up, Carvel. Well, we also had the flying saucers. Like flying oh, saucers are at any sleepover you went to in the Northeast. If you went to a sleepover, you went to a birthday party, you would either have Cookie Puss, by the way, which is the, it's the cake. It's the worst name. Um, it's a cake that looks like. I have questions. I think it's a snowman in the winter and it's a whale in the summer, but they turn it a certain way then, and they use a cone. Wait, let me explain this. So it's like it's like a it's like an alien looking thing. And he's got two oatmeal cookies with gel eyes, and then there's a ice cream cone with a scoop of ice cream in it as the nose. So it like lays flat on the cake. So the cone and ice cream are facing down as the nose. Mm-hmm. And then the two oatmeal eyes. So the kids would fight over usually the birthday girl or boy would get the ice cream cone in the middle as their part of the cake and then two special people get the the cookies but they're oatmeal they're kind of gross but um I love the cookie puss cookie. was like the go-to for a birthday party but if you didn't get cookie puss then you had flying saucers or if cookie puss wasn't going to be enough because it was a huge birthday party then you had flying saucers also which are like two chocolate cookies with either chocolate or vanilla and sometimes with sprinkles on the outside cookie uh, cookie sandwiches so is cookie puss like a company no, no no cookie puss is a carvel cake that they make it's a design of one of their cakes it's like I can't even explain it. It's like a creature. It's like a, it's literally like almost like a like a like a strange looking snowman. I think I'm too southern for this. Yeah, wait, I'll show you. Okay, everybody <laughs> okay. needs to Google cookie puss. I think that's a terrible idea. Do not Google that. <laughs> yeah, you might get in trouble. I wonder if they still call it that. No, look here. Here's cookie puss. Cookie puss is an ice cream cake character created by Carvel in the 1970s and the expansion of its line. Of freshly made exclusive products from the Hug Me Bear and Fudgy the Whale. Fudgy the Whale is what you'd always get at Father's Day. The cake is fashioned with a clown. Oh, it was a clown. Clown face that uses cookies for eyes, ice cream cone for the nose. Here. Oh, wait. The backstory goes that Cookie Puss is a space alien. I was right. Who was born on planet birthday. <laughs> His original name is Celestial Person, but the initial CP later came to stand for Cookie Puss. <laughs> His TV commercials, Cookie Puss has the ability to fly, though he requires a saucer-shaped spacecraft for interplanetary travel. During the 80s, Cookie Puss was repurposed to serve as a cake for St. Patrick's Day, dubbed Cookie Opus. <laughs> okay. That is so wrong. Look, here's the a picture. The deep dive into <laughs> Carvel backstories is uh, interesting and terrifying. It's kind of hilarious. I loved it. That's That looks freaky. That's not the cookie puss I know, but it's, um, that was a thing. That was a thing. And it's I, I believe it still is. Um, Fudgy the Whale, I think, is. And they if you turn Fudgy the Whale one way, he's Santa Claus. Like, the tail becomes the hat, I think, at Christmas. And you can turn it the other way. for Like, they use the same molds for, like, okay. all the same holidays. <laughs> Wow. Kind of crazy, right? Yeah. Um, let's segue into the movie Garden State. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love Garden State. It's one of my favorite movies. Um, Best soundtrack of all time. Uh, so Mark and I get in a fight because Come I say me, bro. all the time, I'm like, and I think I've said it here. And I think I said it when Mark was on. Uh-huh. That I've said that Garden State is one of the best movies of my generation. It is. I and thought so. Apparently, people younger than us are offended by it. So... Yeah, and Zach Braff recently had to react to critics turning against it. So dumb. 
saying that um, Natalie Portman's character. So he wrote it and directed it, Zach Braff, and started in it with Natalie Portman. And I, I just think it's a it's a wonderful movie because it's just simple and the acting is so good and the story it's is hilarious. so it's it's just a relationship story. It's a and great it's beautiful. movie. It's beautiful. It's funny. It's light. It's heavy. It's dark. It's all those things. But in 2004, it won. It was the toast of Sundance. Um, and Zach Braff emerged as an indie film wonder kid uh, thanks to Garden State. It sold to Fox Searchlight for five million, which uh, doubled its production value. Anyway, so it was a big success and everyone loved it. And at the 10 year anniversary of it, uh, apparently in like 2015, um, they said realizing Garden State sucked. It's the 10 year anniversary of realizing Garden State sucked, someone had said. Mm, I so, dare say they suck. Now it's been 20 years, nearly 20 years, um, confronted, and Zach Braff confronted the backlash head on in an interview with The Independent. And this is Variety picking up the story. But he said, okay. So what they said about it was that it— That she was a cliché, right? That the whole movie was sort of an indie cliché. But I think it's also like it was the heyday of indie movies. So it it fit right in that mold that everyone was trying to um, kind of— You know, and it was hard to get a star like Natalie Portman in an indie film. But it elicits groans and eye rolls since it's already blocking that wallpaper and alt-rock soundtrack have become worn-out indie film cliches. Natalie Portman's character Sam is often cited as one of the worst offenders of the manic pixie girl dream stereotype, Um, which describes a quirky female character whose main narrative purpose is to save the male counterpart and teach him about the meaning of love and life. Okay, have you ever heard of the manic pixie girl before? I have not. article. I am not so it's very not a cliche with that or kind a of stereotype. Stuff. I know I don't understand it, but I do. I guess at the time, but but the thing is, back then it was really cool to see a girl kind of save the world because before that, all she, men were saving the world. Yes, and not only did she like change his life and pull him out of his funk, but she also represented girls with mental health issues, girls she was dying. with physical health issues. Yeah. She had epilepsy. Wasn't she, she like sick? Wasn't she in a yeah, support? Was, oh no, wait, I'm like, thinking of the. Love between or the oh yeah yeah no not that one. one the stars that yeah love us something like that what is it called <laughs> moving I'll find, it. I'll find it moving she, on she was Back epileptic she had the the little helmet you know she represented oh, right. a whole she was epileptic okay a whole group of people who were very I'm sure underrepresented especially in film so uh, calling her. Uh, oh. It just makes my skin crawl. Like Yeah, she was a quirky kind of character. They had some This is they, why we can't have nice things. The Fault in Our Stars. That's the one I was yes. confusing it with, which was twenty fourteen. Oh my gosh, that was a long time ago. That was too. Emma Watson. That's right? two teenage Or Shailene cancer. Woodley. Or both. Shailene Woodley with uh Angle An- Ansel Ang- Elgort. Elgort. Yes. Ansel, he's so handsome. Well, anyway, Garden State's amazing. Garden State is so Zach good. Zach Graff is amazing. I cannot wait to see his new movie, A Good Person. Oh, that's why I think all this is coming out, right? Because yeah. people are interviewing him about that, and then they're wanting to know what they thought he thought of the backlash. But he said, "Wait, let me. I want to. I want to get his words in here too, because I want you guys to hear exactly what the filmmaker writer um, had to say about his own project." He said, "I was just copying Diane Keaton and Annie Hall, and Ruth Gordon and Harold Maude." He said, "Those were my two favorite movies growing up, and I was one of those. Uh, I was kind of taking." taking those two female protagonists and melding them into Natalie Portman. Of course, I've heard and respect the criticism, but I was a very depressed young man who had this fantasy of a dream girl coming along and saving me for myself. So I wrote that character. Bravo. I get it. it. It's a beautiful character. It's a beautiful movie. It's based loosely on his situation or a story he wanted to tell about what could happen. He said he was extremely OCD. And um, 
And he put some of that in his character and in the story, it, it kind of informed the story a little bit. And I just feel like, uh, I just feel like it was a, it was a great, I think it's a great movie for anyone to watch at any time because it's also like young kids and, and, and that time period and, you know, feeling like we're talking about vintage electronics. It sort of mm-hmm. feels sort of around this time of the iPod. Oh yeah, it is. So, you know, I feel like it's, what year did that come out? It's, I think it's 2004. Yeah. So it's, uh, I mean, it's like, a, yeah, that's, I don't know, that's I think it's an important this. movie. That's yeah. around this. Yeah, I think it's an important movie, too. I love it. I love that movie. I need to watch it again. And I think it might be a good one for my boys to watch now that they're older. That's the thing, like, trying to venture into, like, what they'll like and what they won't like. Like, it was easier when I was when they were little because I could show them stuff and they'd that be one, like, you probably oh, can't show them this? just yet. You don't think? Well, there's no sexy bits. Mm, no, not so much sexy bits, but there's some... There's some drug use. There's like yeah, but they're watching TikTok, <laughs> well, I guess. YouTube. Uh, they've probably like my teenage no, boys have boys probably seen worse. And would never ever ever. I, I hope not. I hope not. I refuse. Oh wait, I wanted to tell you a few things too that I've been now that we're on to movies and actually what we talk about things we're binging. Here are some new things I tried this week. Okay, do you want to hear what I tried yes. this week? All right. So oh, first of all, I've been reading to Tucker uh, Roald Dahl books. So we did BFG. And I'd never seen the movie. Wait, there's a movie? There's a movie that came out in 2017, maybe. (gasps) Stop, I didn't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was Spielberg. Spielberg did the movie. 2017, I was like in the depths of toddlerhood with twins. So So, that explains a lot. Mark took the kids. We were actually, I was shooting a movie in Wales. And we were um, in Wales, where Roald Dahl's from. And we were on Roald Dahl Plus every day. Like, um, they were playing in a fair that was on Roald Dahl Plus. And the BFG came out, it was, what year? Yeah, 20, 2016. So, um, well, I had one-year-olds. So here's the crazy thing. I've read the book now probably three times because I think I read it with one of my other boys and I read it when I was little. It was one of my favorites and now I just re- reread it. And then I saw the movie for the first time. Mark had already seen the movie but never read the book. And so he, we were kind of alternating. He'd read one night, I'd read another. So we kind of got half the book each. It was so different. Um, from the, the movie is very different from the book. Oh, don't tell me. In that. just in just odd ways, like one of the things I really was bummed about was that she doesn't hide in the snaz cumber when the flesh lump eater, like if you remember yeah. the giants, um, flesh lump eater comes into his cave yeah. the first time. She doesn't hide in the snaz cumber. She hides in a tree, oh. like in a like a tree trunk in his room that why a little boy used to live in. Why make that change? Um, I don't know because the snaz cumber would have been nice and gross. Mm-hmm. And then the ending is different too. Oh, BF- don't tell me. G- oh. I want to watch it. Well, in the book, do you remember what happens? Yeah. They go see the queen. Yes. Um, And in the book... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you haven't read the BFG, you should read it. Um, They live at the castle. Yeah. The queen. Well, the BFG doesn't live at the castle in the end of the movie. Does he die? No, he does not die. Oh, thank okay, God. Okay, calm down. <laughs> it's not that different. you're about to, like, ruin my child. <laughs> no, it's not that different. He just lets Sophie live the life of a human, I think, is sort of like oh, the okay. idea that, like, they have to be separate. But he has his big ears, and he can hear her anytime. So she'll so just, like, yell out to him. Calls. I think she just yells out to him, and he can hear, and his, his big ears wiggle, and he hears her. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I mean, maybe they were leaving... Do you know what they were probably doing? Leaving room for a sequel. I bet you that's what Could they were be. doing. Do you, have you ever read S.O. Trot? S.O. Trot? Yes. Once a long, long time ago. It's so good. Yeah. That's what I hope my kids... What does it mean read? backwards? Hold on, I have to write it out. SEO trot is 
wait, something turtle, isn't it? It's turtle, right? Or something. Or tortoise. Tortoise. It's tortoise backwards. Yeah. That's, I'm like, I have to really think to see it backwards. It's, it's a great book too. I have to do that one. We just started James and the Giant Peach last night. Oh. But that movie's weird. That's nightmare fuel though. I think not the book. I think the movie is. The movie's creepy. The book is creepy. Yeah, but I loved it. I think I did too. But I, 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 if you're reading it to Tucker, he'll be fine. Yeah, he's seen worse things. Before I think bed. he needs to read The Witches <laughs> and Matilda. We're gonna get into those next. My kids did Matilda. My girls, they read it at school and they liked it. I told Mason when he was little, when he was about seven or eight, I was like, "If you read Matilda, I will take you." We were living in Connecticut, and I was like, "I will take you into the city for a date, and we will go to the city and watch the play." And so. um we had our like probably one and only mommy date really where we got on the train, went into the city, took the subway to men, uh, to the middle of Times Square. We ate at Hard Rock Cafe, which when I was his age, that's all I wanted to do. We ate at Hard Rock Cafe and then we went to see Matilda and then we took a rickshaw back to Grand Central to take our train. Oh, so, so it was like fun. a full like all afternoon date, like fun, perfect. Really I still have sweet. pictures from it. Oh, we loved it. But I never got to, I was imagine doing that with my other kids and like. I don't know. Like, it, Mason was easier to take places than the other well, ones. Well, so. when you have one in tow, it's a lot easier than when you have three. But, like, just even if I took Brady. So, like, I took Mason to D.C. once, and we did, like, a two-day trip around D.C. when I had to work there. And then I had to go work in Philly a year later, and I took Brady. Well, Brady was a nightmare. When it, where's the gift shop? Where's the gift shop? You told me there was a gift shop. What are you buying me? Why am I eating this? What are we doing over here? When are we getting to go home? What about the hotel? Mason was, like, along for the ride and hearing about, like, the Washington Monument. They had to stop building it and do you see that mm -hmm. weird line in it that in you know when the civil war started they had to stop building it and then they had to get new marble and build it again and he's like what mason brady on the other hand is like i'm like here's the liberty bell he's like it's got a crack in it no kidding kid <laughs> <laughs> like, just not interested brady's like not interested however when we went to the louvre I was dying. I told my kids before we went, and I said, guys, if you give me one hour without complaining and you listen and we walk around nicely, I will buy you whatever you want in the gift shop, but we will be there one hour. But if you misbehave at all, I'm going to make it two hours. And so we walk around and Brady is like looking at this big painting and I notice he's interested and I, I'm like, oh, I got one. I got one on the hook. <laughs> I walk over, I'm like, Man, what do you that think? is parenting right there. <laughs> it was like a massive one. one. I, it was like Napoleon <laughs> or something. It was a war battle, right? And I'm like, what are you looking at? And he's like, Oh, the, why is that horse laying down? I'm like, oh, well, let's talk about it. What does it look like just happened? He's like, looks like that man fell off the horse or something. I forget what the scene was, right? But it, we're like talking through it. And why do you think that woman's carrying that bucket? Where do you think they're going and what's going on? And Mark comes over, can we go? And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Because <laughs> when we walked up to see the Mona Lisa, they were like, oh, there it is. I'm like, but like, I finally had one on the line. <laughs> Ready to reel them in and just get them. And we were going to go to the MoMA next and we were going to head to Rome. And like, you had already you planned like me? 14 more trips oh, in I all was, the museums you were going to see. I was so mad. I was like, I've got one interested in artwork. Yep. Didn't happen. Yours will be. You're lucky. Yes. Mine, mine are already into art. They like that a lot. All right. Two shows I need to know if you've heard of. Okay. Lucky Hank. Have not. And Louder Milk. Have. Don't know much about it. Oh. Uh, what about Not Dead Yet? On my list. Okay. Yeah, that one, I'm all these, I'm not sure yet is how I would answer that. Um, so you, you tried all of these this weekend? I did. I tried one of, yeah, kind of one of each. And Bad Sisters, too. I don't know if I've talked about that one before. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying, I'm watching like one of a lot of things. And then, of course, keeping it with my Ted Lasso. I love him. It's so good. It just gets better and better. 
Um, yes. Not Dead Yet is kind of like the movie Ghost, except instead of a medium, she's uh, she's right when she writes an obituary, she sees the person. Right. She, she works spends for the experience. paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she spends it like her, I think each episode is about a different um, ghost that, or mm-hmm. that person whose obituary she's writing, and she helps them through something. And they help her through something. Uh, Louder Milk is uh, what's his name from Office Space, um, and it's a. It is a hold on. I'm gonna pull this up on IMDb since we don't have the brain. The brain. Wait, what did I say? Louder Milk is what's his name? He's a cutie. Ron Livingston. Oh yeah, yeah. It's actually a fantastic cast. It's Ron Livingston, Will Sasso, who I love. Um, a few other people you would recognize. Peter Farrelly is a director writer, and um, or at least he he directed at least the first one. No, I guess he directed a bunch of them. But it's interesting. It's about he's a um, he runs a uh, he's a recovering alcoholic who runs a like a, a an AA meeting group. Oh yeah, and I've he's seen, just yes, very like off kilter in a way that shrinking or afterlife kind of are. Yeah, it's it like it's poking fun at the seriousness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he discovers that when your life is a mess, getting clean is the easy part. That yes. kind of so it's he's just and he's just a hot mess through the whole thing. Well, I'll add that to my list. It's shot. It, it's kind of dark, so it's a little like I mean, like film, like film wise, like visual wise, mm-hmm. it's a little bit dark. And um, it, I mean, because the whole idea of it is kind of it's a little grimy, right? So it has that you. feel. And then what was the other one we watched? Oh, Lucky Hank. So that one is funny enough. Bob Odenkirk, who all of a sudden is. Um, has another show. I can't believe it. After Better Call Sal just ended, he's already on another show. Well, he gotta keep that paycheck coming. He's an English department chairman at an underfunded college, and he toes the line between midlife crisis and full blown meltdown. So he like in the very first episode, this one student he's a, he's a writing teacher, but all he really does is call on the kids and then think through his like shopping list. And so one of the kids is like, well, I'd like to hear what you say because you know ne- you you never give us any feedback. And he goes, you want to know what I think? I think you're a crap writer or something. Like basically, he's going on about it and he's like, well, how do you know? Because you work at this university and you have one book and it's not even sold in your own college's bookstore. And he's like, you know how I know? Because you're here and you did mediocre work in your high school and they sent you here. And you know how I know too? Because I'm here and I know that I'm mediocre and I'm here as your professor at this mediocre and so he basically says the school's mediocre and everyone in the school gets pissed at him because it gets like published that he said that the whole school's like mediocrity so Ooh. it's I don't know where it's going to go That sounds like a lot of conflict It is and it's uncomfortable it's this like a really crawly. really vanilla breaking bad mm. <laughs> That's I'm what good. it feels like so far mm. It's great characters and great writing but it's it didn't hook me in the first one so I think I'm going to watch one more and see All right but that's my report for the week. Good Anything job. on you? Uh, I spent my week watching a lot of wrestling. Oh, fun. Uh, we made it fun. Mm-hmm. I I find ways to make it very Your fun. Your family loves it. They love yes. it. Wrestling so fun. It's fun to watch. I just can't watch a lot of it. That we are, we've still been on a kick with our game shows. Mask Singer is like epic right now. The girls <laughs> are beside themselves every Wednesday night. They are just like... Cannot handle themselves. It's a funny show, right? And they're so funny because they they never guess it. Except for, with the exception of in this season, there was the axolotl. And dirt, they they knew who she was because it was Alexa Bliss. Oh. And they called it. Like, in the That's not like, who the package, you thought it was. It's not. But, <laughs> well, in, when I was watching the package, I figured it out, too. But they were like, I bet it's a wrestler. And I was like, oh. And then they said something. Uh, there was one of the clues was like, she's been known to speak out. Um, 
to about eating disorders because she struggled. Uh, and I was like, oh, a wrestler, Alexa Bliss has been very loud about dealing with an eating disorder for a lot uh, of her life. And um, she does some great work with that. It's it's really incredible. And so, when, of course, they revealed and it was her. They lost it. It was it was incredible. Well, so, the first one was Dick Van Dyke. and that was I exciting. know. He was yeah. so good. Too. I knew I immediately. I can't believe it. 98 years old, he's standing up there sweating in that costume. Can you imagine it how ain't hot easy. that thing is? No, it's ridiculous. All like, I know, all, my only experience is in those mascot costumes. Yes, I was a mascot in high school. <laughs> I was a panther. There you go. Helen Panthers. Um, and those things, oh, God. It is, I had li- a yeah. literal ice fest. Yeah. It was so hot. It's bad. I can't imagine trying to like sing under form stand. They're amazing. Yeah. I love the show. So we've been yeah. doing a lot of that and Jeopardy and Will Fortune, of course. And so here have have you I know you're avid reader. Yes. Any books? Uh no, actually not really this week because there's just not been time. Yeah. I uh I'm I'm like probably halfway through Viola Davis's book. I highly recommend it. You would, well, it might be a little traumatic for you, but I think you should listen to it. I want to. I really like her story. And hearing her voice is wonderful. She, I didn't realize I was listening to it at one and a half times, which is still (laughs) kind of slow for me. But so then I listened to it on real time on the way here today. I was like, let me hear how she's actually talking. And it was pretty slow. It was like, it was like very slow, very dramatic. I would fall asleep. But the one and a half times was not as nice, is a nice speed for me. She's, but she's, she's great. But, um. That one's but, on the list. but we'll we'll report. I'll report on Viola Davis when we're done. When I'm done with it, and uh, I'll be better about TV this week. It. I've got to catch up. All right. Well, thank you guys for checking us out this week. And uh, hey, it would really help us out if you would tell a friend and if you would subscribe. That would be great. And if you feel like it, rate and review us. All right. And have a great week. And be blessed. May your cube. May your cube Wait. be full, and your snacks be plenty. Yes. Is that, that it? <laughs>